0: I still want you Hello brother I'm Grace Hello brother I'm Stephanie and this is Doppelgangers Today we are discussing season 4 episode 10 of The Vampire Diaries which is called After School Special and this is also officially the beginning of chapter 3 of season 4 So we're done with the Hunter chapter we are now entering you might have guessed it the Silas chapter Okay I was going to call it the Expression chapter but yeah, this was a, a roller coaster of an episode. No one came out of this happy except maybe Elena. Yeah, let me tell you, on my first watch of this episode, well, on my first watch of the show in general, I was pretty anti-Rebecca. I think I've come to like her more on this watch. But on my first watch of this episode, I was like, Rebecca, this is so sad. You need to pull it together. Get over it. Your brother's daggered you but on this watch i am like it is kind of upsetting that her brother daggered her i could have given her a little more grace it's a little bit of both because it is like girl this isn't the first time he's daggered you and yeah it was fucked up but like go deal with him about it like and i do think you know to rebecca's credit i do think her intention for this day was to get answers about the cure but she was not prepared for the juiciness that came from a stelena breakup well to be fair, she's been just sitting stabbed for a while, desiccated. So she's had time to think. So this was one of her better manipulation episodes. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't always have the strength for this. And I think If she was just getting answers without the juiciness, the manipulation wouldn't have worked so well, but it really fell right into her lap today. I mean, and she ran with it. She was able to knock Elena down a few pegs and she actually really smartly used April, which no one else has been able to do because let's face it, April's pretty useless. So you kind of can't expect a lot from her, but Rebecca gave her the easiest jobs, cry and be on her side. And April nailed it, bitch. And April said, are you my friend? Okay, I'm in. Deal. Deal. (laughs) It's the first time anyone's agreed to that. (laughs) I'll start by reading the synopsis from Vampire Diaries Wiki. Appearing unexpectedly at Mystic Falls High School, Rebecca wastes no time trying to force Stefan, Elena, and Caroline to answer her questions about the search for a cure for vampirism, leading to a bombshell piece of information from Elena. When Bonnie's father, Rudy Hopkins, accepts the role of interim mayor, he makes it a priority to protect his daughter, who isn't at all comfortable (laughs) with the role he suddenly wants to play in her life. Professor Shane continues to encourage Bonnie to believe in her powers, but he soon finds himself in danger when he reveals too much to the wrong person. Later, Caroline does her best to comfort Tyler after a violent confrontation. Meanwhile, at the lake house, Damon and Matt train Jeremy, trying to raise his game as a hunter. But Klaus is impatient with their progress and intervenes to speed up the process. So we open the episode at the high school gym, where they are having a memorial for Carol Lockwood, who tragically left us in the last episode, much more of a memorial than her bitch-ass husband Richard got slay <laughs> for that. And honestly, like an, an on-prem memorial with the 12 people that died. Like, yeah, it's not at a church, but it is a mandatory school event. Yeah. Th- th- she said, you will be mourning me. And Liz is the one giving the main eulogy to the students. Liz says, you know, Carol Lockwood always said togetherness in times of tragedy leads to healing. That one community is stronger than a thousand of its members. But how does a community stay strong after losing its leader? And Carol was so much more than a mayor. She was an open minded friend, a concerned mother taken from us too soon by a terrible accident. And Tyler says, "Okay, screw this. And he leaves. Yeah, because, you know, we all know they have to cover up the death and they don't actually know for sure what happened to her anyway. But accidentally drowning in the fountain is an embarrassing one because as Caroline points out later, it's basically like, this drunk bitch fell in the fountain. And it's so funny because they don't have any evidence Klaus did it. But it's amazing how quickly they're all like, yeah, it was Klaus for sure. (laughs) Because they're like, yeah, that's a Klaus move. So Liz says, please join me in observing a moment of silence in her memory. Across the gym, Elena is observing the moment of silence, but then she spots Rebecca, but Rebecca disappears quickly. So Elena's like, maybe I'm hallucinating because Rebecca's daggered and no one would wake her up. Yeah. And Bonnie says, hey, are you okay?" Elena's like, yeah, be right back. She gets up right as the moment of silence is ending. And Liz says, thank you. Now to some exposition. In the wake of this tragedy, the town has selected an interim mayor. Many of you may already know him. And then they introduce someone we've never heard of. It's like, I sure don't know Rudy Hopkins. He comes up. He's like, thanks. Carol Lockwood put this town first. That's why I'm here to talk to you guys. And he and, you know, we go out to the hallway while he finishes his speech. We learn more about Rudy later in the hallway. Elaine is walking and she hears someone crying. So she follows that sound and she spots April. Imagine if she was just like, oh, you never mind. I'm not dealing with this again. She just like sees her and turns around and pretends she didn't see her. And April's like, Elena? And she just speeds up. (laughs) She just fast runs away. (laughs) Elena says, hey, April, what's wrong? And April says, yeah, I'm fine. And Elena says, but you're crying. And April says, yeah, it's just the whole mayor thing. It's bringing up stuff with my dad. Also, I know you're a vampire. And Elena says, wait, what? And then Rebecca stabs Elena's neck in front of April. And April's like, hey, was that necessary? And Rebecca says, no, but it was fun. She's like, I've been waiting for that. We go back over to the gym. Everyone's done with the assembly. Caroline answers her phone. It's Stefan. She says, you missed the mandatory all school assembly. And Stefan says, that's because I'm at a mandatory all alone drinking party. So he's doing awesome. So yeah, Stefan's in a good headspace as he's known to be. Caroline says, really, you decided to go on a ripper bender now. And he says, my brother slept with Elena. Kind of puts a little bit of a damper on things. Look, I do feel for Stefan here. But you must have suspected this a little bit. (laughs) This can't be a total shock. Like, I know it's shocking to hear it actually happen. But I mean, the signs were bad. Yeah. First of all, you already knew she had feelings for Damon. then she turned. She was obviously being more endeared to Damon. And then you left them at your house alone for a whole night. What precisely did you think they were going to do? Especially because, like, you didn't know it when you left them. But then you came back and you were like, she's sired. So you got to get there. See your hair in a bun and put two and two together. I guess he didn't. And now he's handling it badly. Caroline says, first of all, you're not supposed to know that. And (laughs) second of all, Tyler is already spiraling and he gets priority. Caroline's like, look, I have to be in charge of you and Tyler. And Tyler's mom just died. So that is worse than your brother sleeping with Elena. So you kind of need to suck it up for the day. while I deal with my other responsibility. And then I can comfort you. At a later date. I'll, like, I'll come do it, but you need to get through like a day on your own. Because frankly, my calendar is stacked right now, okay? Because mm-hmm. I'm the only mentally sane bitch in this whole entire town. No one else knows how to handle their emotions. And I guess I'm just in charge of all of them now. So, you know, give me a day. Stefan says, Well, his mother just died. What do you expect? And she says, well, I'm his girlfriend. I kind of expect him to talk to me. But instead, he's all angry. And it doesn't help that everyone keeps referring to his mother's death as an accident, which is really just a polite way of saying she was drunk. And Stefan says, you think Klaus killed her? And Caroline says, well, I don't think she drowned in her martini glass. She says, just get it together. I cannot do this alone. And then she hangs up on him. Stefan will continue on his day not getting it together. Yeah, Stefan's like, I don't know what she just fucking said. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, another whiskey, please. <laughs> then we go to the library. Elena comes to from being like dead with her neck snapped. She gets up and April approaches. And April's like, the assembly is over and the school's going to be empty soon. And Elena's like, okay. And April says, how many times did you compel me? Just don't lie. Because Rebecca says you lie. Yeah, I bet Rebecca says that. It's so funny because April is such a soft, soft target. So honestly- Elena and our team could have had April so squarely on their side before now, but they just weren't nice enough to her. Well, and they frankly could still get her on their side today. Like it wouldn't be that hard to switch her over because she is like teaming up with whoever asks. Yeah. And unfortunately, Rebecca just got in there like pretty heavy. Rebecca was just like, oh, by the way, they're all vampires and they're lying to you. And so April's like, oh, she must be the most honest one in this town. One thing about Rebecca, she knows how to pick a soft target. That's why she has such a hard time spurring with Elena and Caroline, because they're not soft targets. She needs someone softer. She saw April. She said, now her, I can handle. Also, if you're not like familiar with the vampire stuff, it is much more powerful to be like my brother stabbed me and Elena let it happen. Because she's like, you got stabbed. And Elena was okay with that, even though, like, that's an oversimplification. Elena's like, okay, you need a whole lot more context (laughs) to understand why Rebecca should have gotten stabbed. (laughs) Elena says, you know, April, Rebecca's not who you think she is. And April says, oh, what? She's not a thousand year old original vampire? Elena doesn't explain this fast enough. But it's like, that's not really what I'm referring to. The vampire thing's just the tip of the iceberg. Like, I'm not referring to, like, literal facts about her. Like, I understand the facts about her. It's her personality that's the problem. It's the fact that she's a huge bitch. And also, she ran Matt Donovan off the road. Remember how much you love Matt Donovan? Yeah, Elena, drop that little piece of information. (laughs) That's what Elena should say. But she doesn't. Instead, Elena says, listen, we can figure this out. We just have to get out of here. And she tries to start leading April out... But they run into Rebecca, obviously, because she's not going to let them leave. She's like, oh, sorry, that's not allowed. Yeah. And then she compels Elena to sit down and says the rest of the class will be here shortly. She's like, I'm doing a school analogy today. Rebecca's all style points today. She's Yeah. Like, I'm doing this all for the flair. I'm shocked she didn't wear a blazer just for it. I know. <laughs> then we go over to the lake house, check in over there. Jeremy is punching stuff with Matt. I don't know. He's being so sexy in his little tank top. I hate to say it, it's so embarrassing to admit this, but I think Matt looks so hot in this scene. I wasn't even looking at Matt. I was staring square at Jeremy. But you know this about me. I am a Jeremy Stan. Jeremy, to me, when he bulks up, it doesn't look natural. I think he is giving very much Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle with his body as it stands now. And I don't like it. I think that works for me, is the thing. That makes sense. I like a tiny little head. <laughs> tiny head. <laughs> like a muscles. little head, big shoulders. I do not like that. <laughs> <laughs> damon is listening to his voicemail it's elena she says hey it's me i know why you sent me away you think what i'm feeling is because of the sire bond but i hate not being near you and he like puts the phone away and he approaches the boys and i'm like it's crazy he's not listening to this maybe he's just trying to you know separate himself jeremy says to matt like oh go ahead make a move matt says i drove up here to be a wingman not kick your ass and then jeremy kicks matt's ass because Matt couldn't kick Jeremy's ass. That's the whole point. He's supernatural now. I don't know what Matt thinks. <laughs> Gotta love the confidence, though. And Matt says, okay, you're a badass. And Jeremy says to Damon, hey, did you see that? And Damon says, I couldn't miss it. It was in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic burn. Great right, burn. Jeremy set himself up for that. <laughs> Jeremy says, teach me something useful. We've been here for days. And so far, all you've done is burke orders. And Damon says, okay. He grabs a steak, tells Matt to take a seat. And Matt says, hey, Jeremy, I don't think you're ready for this. Jeremy catches the steak when Damon throws it at him. Damon says, well, Jeremy runs at Damon. Damon immediately grabs him by the neck and disarms him. And he says, now all I have to do is apply a little pressure under your jaw. And Jeremy taps out. So he wasn't ready for it. But luckily, something interrupts. Jeremy's ass kicking and it's a pizza truck approaching. And Damon says, really? Again? (laughs) He lets Jeremy go. The pizza girl comes out and she says, double pepperoni three days in a row. You guys eat anything else? Double pepperoni. What a loser order. It's meat boys. Yeah. Damon says, why are you offering? And she's like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) She's like, who are you and what does that mean? She says, what are you implying precisely? (laughs) But Damon hands her a stack of cash and he says, a little extra, cut off the pizza pipeline for a couple days. Don't come back, even if they beg. And she says, sorry, guys. Well, I'm obsessed with it because it's like a hundred dollar bill on the outside. That's more than a little extra considering there's a stack. Okay, you would never catch me back in that house again. I'd be on vacation. You wouldn't have turned me into a vampire because I'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, let's go party. I would immediately quit my pizza delivery job and hop (laughs) on a plane. I would never be a vampire. Yeah, you wouldn't catch me. I'd go get turned into a vampire in Paris. Yeah, we la la. (laughs) just sweet vampire. (laughs) <laughs> jeremy says to damon, oh you're gonna starve us now just have a vegetable i'm sure there's food in the house guys yeah first of all macros i don't know <laughs> what that means <laughs> but it must be important for the bulky guys out there how about meat stretch vegetable how about protein yeah. powder how about one piece of broccoli just one just try it you might like it but damon says you know if that's what it takes to make you a hunter then yeah i'm gonna starve you now run around the lake twice and Jeremy goes, and Damon tells Matt to go with him. And Matt's like, I don't have to listen to you. And Damon says, you do if you want to eat. And so Matt goes, if I'm mad, I'd be like, okay, be like, I'll eat something else. Like, I don't want to run twice around the lake. I'm not the fucking hunter. I'd be like, I'll take my car to the pizza place. Like, I'm not supernatural. I shouldn't have to run that much. And I have a brand new truck, famously. And I wish they would come back and Damon had eaten the whole pizza. <laughs> that would have been so funny. <laughs> but so they go to run around the lake, and Damon goes back to his voicemail. Continues the message she was already listening to. She says, being near you, I miss you, Damon. I wish you'd just let me come to you. Blah, blah, blah. So then we go over to the grill where Stefan is having a bunch of whiskeys, even though he is a known high school student in this town. Who the fuck is serving him? And Stefan gets a call from an unknown caller. He answers it and he goes, what? He's been getting a lot of spam calls. Yeah, he's he's ready to fight back. Rebecca says, guess who? I'm back dagger free and I'm holding Elena hostage at the high school. Just thought you should know because to Rebecca's knowledge at this point, that's her boyfriend. Yeah. Well, and Stefan's like, Rebecca? Oh, my God. He says, who the hell was dumb enough to pull a dagger out of you? She says, great question. April fucking young. Rebecca says, I'll be asking the questions today. See you soon and hangs up. So Stefan finishes his drink and calls Caroline and she says, you know, I'm only ready to talk to you if you're ready to rejoin civilization. And Stefan says, hey, how would you like to drive the White Oak Steak through Rebecca's heart? And Caroline says, I'm in. Caroline says, if it means you're not drinking your way through the Mystic Grill, sure. So Stefan goes. And as he's leaving the grill, we pan through the grill and we pop over at Liz's and Rudy's table. So she's having a debrief since he's the new mayor. He's obviously a close ally of hers. So she's setting up that report early. She says, first speech under your belt. Now for the fun part. Welcome to the world of careful cover ups. Great cover up because you're talking about in the middle of the most popular restaurant in town. You have an office. And they open the file and it's a huge picture of Carol. And it's not like the tables around there are empty. Like people are there. Yeah. And Liz says, we've ruled Carol's death as head trauma from a fall. That's the official autopsy. Rudy says, she did not go gently, did she? Any leads? And Liz says, yeah, we have ideas. It was definitely this guy, Klaus. Yeah, we're we're pretty sure. Rudy says, let me guess, sharp teeth and bad table manners? And Klaus says, I have good table manners, actually. (laughs) You're dead on with the teeth. Liz says, are you sure you want this job? Six people were offered this job before you. They all said no for a reason. The seventh choice interim mayor. It is very funny, and they're never going to answer this, but I would love for you to guess who you think their first six choices were. I do think they asked Liz. I'm sure they did. And she was like, no. She said, absolutely fucking She not. was like, that's seeming cursed, and I'm, I'm good being sheriff. Because it seems like they were going down a list of founding family members, which is how they got to him. Yeah, even though he's a traveling pharmaceutical rep. Yeah. No background. <laughs> uh, but I love that he knows he was choice number seven. Yeah, I'm glad that they're upfront with him about that. I, for a second, when they were introducing the interim mayor, I was like, please don't be Shane. Like, I really thought it was going to be for a second. That would have been funny. He says, you know, I'm saying yes for a reason. And my reason just walked in. It's Bonnie. He waves to her. Liz says, I'll let you know what we find. He thanks her. And Liz leaves. Bonnie approaches and says, hey, dad. So now we know that he is Bonnie's father. Yeah, Bonnie's parents. Perfect track record. It's crazy because Bonnie's grandma died quite a while ago. And Abby is her own thing. We know why she didn't come to take care of Bonnie. But this guy is just too caught up in the hustle and bustle of the traveling pharmaceutical game. I think the assumption is he like is taking care of her and he's just never home. And it's like, well, what? You're just letting her live home alone? Apparently. I know. It is when you start thinking about how many of these kids now live alone in their parents' homes, Bonnie... Tyler, Matt, Elena. Yeah. Caroline's like the only one with a parent left. Yeah, that's what, you know, we uh, really voted low on parents. They had to bring another one in. Yeah. They said, who has a parent that we haven't touched on yet? Bonnie. Okay. Because it's much more fun to have a parent be the mayor other than some new random adult we haven't met before. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, when Alert comes back to life, maybe he will get to be mayor because Rudy... You're leaning really into the rule of law as the mayor, and I, I fear that will get you killed. Do you think Rudy's going to die? Yeah. How do you think he's going to die? When do you think he's going to die? Some vampire is going to kill him. Which vampire? Anyone we know? Stefan Damon, one of those two, I think. How many episodes do you think he'll be with her? Six. Fair guess. Or Silas will kill him. Or like the pastor will come back from the dead and kill him. Either way, I mean, he's, it's a dad, okay? We're done. Uh, he's out. <laughs> <laughs> no father figure gets to live on this show. Yeah, sorry. You think Liz is okay? I think Liz is okay. You think she's a girl? I think she's a girl. Bonnie says, for a cry from being a traveling pharmaceutical rep, it's so funny to me that he's a traveling pharmaceutical rep for one reason, but it's two-pronged. I have two pictures in my mind of traveling pharmaceutical reps. One is like, that's the stereotypical job of like hot girls who couldn't make an MLM work for them. Megan Fox on New Girl. Exactly. And number two, because another famous traveling pharmaceutical rep in media is Gus from Psych. Yeah, that's who I immediately thought of. Neither of whom I would elect to be mayor of a vampire riddled town. I don't think it's for them. I don't think the high stakes world of pharmaceutical sales is a transferable skill. And say what you will about Gus from Psych, he would have declined this job. He said, you should not be asking a pharmaceutical rep. They would say, do you want to be mayor? And he'd be like, I don't really know. And they'd be like, "This vampires. And he said, no, absolutely not. He said, call somebody else. Go to choice eight. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Keep on moving down the list. Rudy says, I noticed a few of your friends missing from the assembly. So much for mandatory. And Bonnie says, OK, stop. Yeah, She's like, you're never here. It's not really your fucking business. Number one, the only person truly missing from the assembly was Stefan, which I don't know if Rudy knows him at all. The second person to leave in the middle of the assembly was Tyler. I think he gets a little leeway. And Elena left. But like after the memorial part, yeah. She's missed your speech. And it's like, how good could your speech have really been? Um, she says, you can't come in here and start making rules. And he says, I think this town could use a few more rules. I don't think it needs it. I think at this point, they got to lean into the fact that they are vampire infested. Yeah. Like, you're not going to kill all the vampires. And that's the issue. Whenever someone comes in, they said, we just have to get the vampires under control. In what world is that going to happen? Okay. You bungled it. The council in season one was so fucking stupid. It's out of their hands. Like, now. we're we're beyond that. Like, if you want to be mayor, you just kind of need to be the cog in the machine. Okay, this isn't the time to address your grand ambitions of being a small town mayor and doing something with it. Again, a dog could have been the mayor and you might as well treat this like you are a dog. Okay, you are the face of this town, but the vampires are going to do their own thing. Let them be, especially because if you don't let them be, they'll kill you. Yeah. So, you know, just hang out, hang out with your daughter. Take her to dinner or something. Yeah, maybe get some quality time with your fucking daughter. How about parent a little? Maybe the job you should focus on is dad. Yeah, but he said no. That doesn't pay. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to pay checks. That doesn't pay enough. Bonnie says, you're forgetting I can help protect the town. Girl, you're going through your own thing right now. (laughs) Girl, you need some more information. And you'll get it, but it's not going to be fun. He says, I'm well aware of your gifts, Bonnie, but don't forget I'm your father. That means I get to protect you. How? Oh, you get to? I would love to see you try. Do you even carry a gun? Do you even know that your daughter is being manipulated by a college professor one town yeah, over? Your daughter's fully being groomed. How about you protect her from that? Yeah, Okay. start there. How about you get her some some Zoloft at a discount price? Okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make yourself useful. Yeah. Uh, then we go back to the school. We're looking in the hallway. Caroline and Stefan are looking through the school for Rebecca. They make a number of mistakes in their approach here. Number one, they separate. Caroline's on the second floor. She looks in the classroom. She texts Stefan. Second floor clear. She sees a whoosh. And also she's holding the white oak stake just like right in front of her. Yeah. Not like hidden in a jacket or anything. And then downstairs, Stefan looks in a the room. There's a whoosh. He texts Caroline. Hey, first floor. I'll distract her. You stake her. And he was right. Rebecca is there. She says, hello, Stefan. And he says, well, I'm here. What do you want? And she says the same thing I wanted when you helped me, Klaus, stagger me. And he says, ah, the cure so they fight a little bit and she said and he's like trying to hold her back he's clearly stalling and she says i hope you're not waiting for caroline to show up and stake me because i already found her and then she holds up that she has the white oak steak and Stefan just like stops fighting just looks at her at least try to grab the steak yeah he's like he just gives up he goes well (laughs) you got me i tried my best i did what i could to be fair he is depressed yeah he's like i'm gonna be honest with you rebecca i don't have the energy to fight you on this so whatever you want to do just do it I'm going to be honest, Rebecca, I'm super drunk right now. <laughs> He's like, I'm really depressed and I don't think you can make me more depressed. And Rebecca's like, that's actually my plan for today yeah. is the thing. He says, I already had four whiskeys and she said, it is literally 930 in the morning. And he said, oh, I know. He said, I'm well aware what time it is. Okay. <laughs> like that should give you some insight into what's going on up here. Yeah. It's hell up there. It's <laughs> horror. <laughs> so then we go into the library. Rebecca brings in Stefan. Elena stands up and Rebecca said, did I say you could move and <laughs> Elena sits right back now and then she says class is in session you've all been compelled you know the rules she says the library is open she says answer my questions honestly no disobedience no one leaves and she says April my sweet take notes this is how you get answers in this town and April gets her pen out she's ready to go Rebecca says, let's start with a little quiz. In the year 1114, my brother learned, thanks to yours truly, about a brotherhood of vampire hunters with tattoos that grew with each kill. These tattoos reveal what, Elena? And Elena says, a map. Rebecca <laughs> says, which led to Caroline? And Caroline says, a cure for vampirism. Rebecca says, perfect. We're all caught up. Girl, if anything, you're behind. Yeah. She says, Stefan, the last time we saw each other, you had a vampire hunter, but in order to decode the map, you needed the location of the hunter's sword, which you got out of me using some very dirty tricks. What was the trick? Active listening? Yeah, he just asked how you felt about someone and was like a little vulnerable. And she was like, well, do you want the deepest secret? He showed her a shred of empathy and she said, I'll tell you everything. Rebecca says, assuming you found the sword, you must have found the cure. And yet you're all still vampires, which means something went wrong. Yeah, because she when she died, they had Connor still. Yeah, she thought she'd wake up to the cure, but she alas is not. And then she sees April taking notes. She says, April, what are you doing? And April says, you asked me to take notes. (laughs) Rebecca says, I wasn't being literal, but actually now that you mention it, a flow chart would be nice, which means index cards and push pins. Go fetch. And April says, OK, April guess. goes. Yeah, she's not even being compelled to go get the bushpins. <laughs> she's that stupid. She she should have been compelled because it would have made it go a lot faster. I mean, damn, it takes hours to find bush. Pens. Yeah, it's a school. How many places did you go? <laughs> Stefan says, you're wasting your time. We don't know anything. And, you know, you got to applaud Stefan for trying this. He knew it wouldn't last. He, knew he was going to get compelled. Who cares? And the thing is, Stefan could not have expected Rebecca to find out what she finds out, although he should have, because one thing about her, she'll be hunting for something messy. She's looking for drama. One thing about the Michelsons in general, they love romance drama. Oh, yeah. Rebecca would way rather hear about Delena drama than about the sword. She's like, I'll figure the sword shit out. OK, I want to hear that Elena slept with a different brother. That's fun for me. She's like, give me Elena slander she's like does anyone else hate elena yet my team is wide open rebecca says so you just gave up i thought you'd do anything to save elena even if it meant taking the cure yourself so you could grow old and die with her and is like shut up he said please don't fucking say that elena looks like shook by this and rebecca says why do you look so surprised and she's like okay i'm missing something what is it and they're all so quiet because no one wants to give her this information. Because Stefan and Elena know once she has this information, this day is changing. This day is gonna get much worse than revealing what they know about the cure. Yeah. But Caroline just rips the band-aid off. She says, They broke up, okay? Just let us go. And Rebecca says, <laughs> he. Rebecca says, broke up, and she's got the biggest smile on her face. This is the best day of her life. He says, I'm confused. I thought Elena was your epic love, Stefan. And he says, nothing. And Rebecca says, I asked you what happened. You have to tell me. And Stefan says, oh, she slept with Damon. And Elena looks at Caroline. <laughs> and Caroline's like, I told you you weren't supposed to know that, Stefan. What the like, fuck? Couldn't you just say she dumped you? Like, that would have you- worked within the confines of the, con- of the compulsion. You did not need to give Rebecca this information. And Elena pretty quickly realizes the only people she told about this were Damon, Bonnie, and Caroline. And... It's pretty obvious who told Stefan. Elena's right to assume it was Caroline. Bonnie wouldn't have because she doesn't hang out with Stefan and Damon is terrified. It would have been funny if Caroline was like, I can't believe Bonnie told him that. (laughs) That would have been funny. Even Caroline knows she's like, yeah, okay. Caroline's like, yeah, I did tell him. I know I probably shouldn't have, but we're kind of past that. Yeah, me and Stefan are kind of giving bestie vibes these days. So. Yeah. Then we go over to the lake house. Jeremy loads a gun and he hands it to Damon. He's like, look, I did it. And then Damon takes it apart and says, now do it like your life depends on it because it does. And to be fair, Jeremy took a while to load that gun. We only saw him put like one bullet in, but it like took him a whole minute. Like Damon has a point here. (laughs) Jeremy says, oh, don't act like you care about my life. You care about the hunter's merc and curing Elena so she's not sired to you. And Damon says, yeah, we'll both require you to be alive, which is why I've upgraded our relationship status to it's complicated. And then he very smoothly says, you talked to her at all, Elena? Yeah, very subtle, Damon. Jeremy says, why, running out of voicemails to listen to? <laughs> Gagged him a bit. <laughs> yeah. Damon said, Eep. But luckily, the conversation shifts. Unluckily, it's because Klaus comes in. Who is Klaus came. Why did you guys think Klaus wouldn't be out here? Yeah, he knew you were here, and... It's slow going. Klaus says, I'm sorry, did I interrupt playtime? And Jeremy says, what are you doing here? And Klaus says, I am simply appreciating the sights and smells of nature, neither of which currently include rotting vampire flesh. So I'm a little bit concerned. How many vampires has he killed? And Damon says, well, you know, if we throw Jeremy into the world right now, he's chum. And Klaus says, that's not a number. See, 12... That's a number. That's how many of my hybrids I slaughtered with my sword. Three, that's how many days it took to quell the urge to kill your brother after he knowingly watched as I walked into a death trap. One, that's the number of purposes you serve. You are here to grow Jeremy's mark, so I'll ask again. How many vampires has he killed since he's been here? Damon says, well, it's zero. It's zero, but it hasn't been that long. And Klaus says, that's a pity. I'm going to need that cure sooner rather than later. Hybrid shortage and all. Bro, you're the reason for the hybrid shortage. I'm sorry, you gotta let it go. We know about Klaus that he is, I mean, everyone is like this. They're all attached to their certain ideals. Klaus, you built an army of hybrids and I get the first time when you did it, you didn't know how it would turn out. They hated you. They were sired to you and they got unsired to you. They all got unsired because they hated you. What makes you think new hybrids aren't gonna have a similar reaction? Maybe if he... Keeps Tyler out of it. Yeah, turns them and like sells it as a positive thing immediately. I guess he thinks maybe he can do it better the first time. But the hybrids were not giving what you wanted them to give. Yeah. Anyway, Klaus says, how can I help? And Damon says, well, now that you mention it, Jeremy, watch and learn. Damon shoots Klaus a couple times and says, that was for Carol Lockwood. And drops the gun. And Klaus says, fair enough. Says, <laughs> I, I did deserve that. I did deserve that. <laughs> Pretty fair trade if you ask me. <laughs> Then we go back over to the library. Rebecca says, so vampire Elena is a trollop who likes bad boys, which explains why Stefan reeks of alcohol. But what it doesn't explain is why sweet, loving, innocent Elena could be so hurtless towards Stefan. Like, how could she hurt you like that? Answer, please. Yeah, she's like, tell me. You got to give it to Rebecca for connecting these dots that something else is at play here. And Stefan says, well, she didn't know it at the time, but she was sired to Damon. And Rebecca says, sire bond fascinating what do you think about that elena and elena says i think you're sad and bored and in desperate need of a hobby got to give it to elena she tried to take the power back here she tried but rebecca's like yeah i am bored why do you think i'm doing this okay yeah rebecca says yeah i am sad i am bored and i am in desperate need of a hobby and this is my hobby queen you're hiding something fess up and she compels her to fess up Mm -hmm. and elena says i didn't sleep with damon because of the sire bond i did it because i'm in love with him and Caroline and Stefan are like, oh my fucking God, what the and, fuck? And you can see them want to be like, okay but is that the Cyobon talking? Yeah, but like the Cyobon's <laughs> a part of it girly. Yeah. And Caroline says, what does any of this have to do with this stupid cure? Because she's trying to get us back on track. She's like, I cannot imagine the inevitable spiral that Stefan is about to go through today. And Elena's going to be pretty pissed at me too for, you know telling the secret. And she has every right to be. But can we just like rip the band-aid off this part of the day. And Caroline's like, look, if we're going to spend the whole day talking about their relationship, like, can I go? I really don't need to be here for this. They have all the information. Uh, Elena's going to figure out that I told them some stuff anyway. Sorry about that. Can I just leave? Can I just hop out? Rebecca says, you're right, we got off the point. Stefan, how do we find the cure? Unless you'd rather talk about Damon and Elena all day. And Stefan says, there's a professor. He knows where the cure is. Rebecca says, where do I find this professor? We go over to Shane's office. Bonnie is ranting. She's like, oh, so now I'm gifted. He hates my witch heritage. That's why he travels all the time. He can't handle it. And suddenly he wants to be a protective father. Not like this. Come on, distract me. Isn't this a magic therapy thing you haven't shown me yet? And Shane says, Bonnie, I hate to tell you this. Actually, no, I take that back. I'm proud to tell you this. You don't need my help anymore. In fact, he takes out something that at first looks like a little keychain. He says, I was hoping to present this with a cupcake or something. Happy graduation. She says, it's beautiful. It's a little like white square on a little rope thing. It's not beautiful. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> it looks like an old piece of bone. <laughs> and Shane says, it's human bone. She says, she says, oh, I don't really want this anymore. She says, how about how about a diamond? <laughs> yeah. Shane says, legend says it was born by the 2000 year old witch Ketsia who drew on it for strength. And he says, Bonnie, you have come so far so fast. Trust my opinion. Your magic is exactly where it needs to be. Exactly where it needs to be for me. Exactly. And Bonnie says, does this mean I have to go home now? And he says, it means I have a stack of papers I have to grade by tomorrow. (laughs) So yeah. And she says, I can take a hint. They laugh. She thanks him. She leaves. She goes out to the hall. She sees Cole walk in. And it's, it's like, it takes her a second to place him. Yes. Like she doesn't know who he is. She's like, first. that guy Why looks that guy super look familiar. familiar. <laughs> She's like, where do I know that guy from? Because to be fair, his hair got worse. Yeah. He has all the trappings of a hot guy, but there's something not quite hot about him right now. I think he just doesn't have like, not to use this word, but the swagger. I think so. Maybe it's not the confidence. The coat is weird on him. But to be fair, at this time, Peacoats were really big on men, as was that specific haircut. So I think at the time he was probably hotter than he is now. Yeah. But he just doesn't really pull off a peacoat the way that Klaus does. Yeah. It's hard when you're standing next to Klaus. I mean. I know. After a few seconds, Bonnie's like, wait a second. That's Cole. He's an original. I better go check on Shane. Yeah. It takes her a second, but she gets there late. Yeah. She goes in and there's a window crash and Cole got out of there quick he made quick work of it that he got Shane, got out the window, and also, like, threw a bunch of shit around. Like, he didn't need to get all that thrown around just to grab him, but he did it for fun. Yeah, it's the Michelson histrionics we've come to expect. (laughs) You go over to the Lockwood house. Tyler gets a call from Caroline. He picks up the phone and he says, I told you I don't want to talk. Well, it's not Caroline, it's Rebecca. She says, I heard. You're keeping all your rage bottled up inside. You know, Caroline is worried sick about you. And he says, Rebecca... (laughs) It's like, why are you awake? I thought you were dead. It's like, can I have a day? Can I just mourn my mom? She says, hello, Tyler. I heard my brother made a real mess of your life. Believe me, I can relate. You have my condolences. In fact, why don't you come down to the high school so you can accept him in person? And even dumbass Tyler says, now why would I do that? Yeah. (laughs) And she says, well, because I have your girlfriend. Maybe you have a better shot at saving her than you did your mother. Bye. And he's like, okay. Cuts deep. Good cut for Rebecca. He throws the phone at the wall angrily. He does break it. He'll have to go to the (laughs) AT&T store later. Tyler, it's great to see you again. Another phone? (laughs) He said, come on, shut up. said, I just love AT&T. The service I get here is unmatched. Then we go over to the school, back to the library. Cole pops his head in and he says, look at this. You're even worse than Klaus. Is she? Yeah, this is more inconvenient than anything. Yeah. She's not torturing them. It's annoying that she's making Elena say all this truth, but it needed to come out. If anything, she's doing them a favor. Yeah. But I don't see that now. Rebecca says, Cole, finally. Did you bring what I asked for? And Cole pushes in Shane. And Rebecca says, you must be Shane. And they're all kind of shocked, but not like that word, because to them it's like, oh, there's that creepy guy. They're like, we don't really know that guy that well. Yeah, he's an old Yeah. (laughs) Then we go back to the lake house. Damon is whittling a little skinny wood thing, probably to make into bullets. And Klaus approaches, and Damon says, if you're here for payback, go for it. You'll be stuck babysitting the little hunter that could. And Klaus says, you know, if you adjust your angle a little bit, you'll find a sharper edge. Damon says, I know how to whittle, thanks. Like, of course, he has to whittle more off to get a sharper edge. Like, a sharper (laughs) edge. Like, give him a second. (laughs) Damon says, now I know why those hybrids hated you. You're annoying. And Klaus says, I'm just perplexed as to why Jeremy hasn't killed any vampires. And Damon says, Darwinism, he needs to be able to protect himself before we hunt down his first vampire nest. And Klaus says, and here I was, thinking you were the fun brother. Let's play a game. Jeremy needs more victims. There's a whole town of people down the road just waiting to be turned into vampires for the slaughter. And Damon says, you don't think that occurred to me? And Klaus says, tragedy is it did occur to you, yet you chose to ignore it. My guess is you did it to impress Elena. Somehow, to honor her, you'll find a way to spare innocent lives and walk Jeremy down the moral high road. This is an excellent read. Go, Klaus. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And Klaus said, that's why I've already made the necessary corrections. Yeah, Klaus is like, I'm sorry, I'm taking matters into my own hands. He's not killing vampires out here, and I'm done with that. And Damon says, what did you do? I hope this question is rhetorical, because it's pretty obvious. <laughs> we go to the front door. Pizza girl knocks on the door. Matt answers. He says, don't tell me he ordered another pizza. And she says, no, I'm just an idiot. I ran out of gas and my phone's dead. Think I could use yours? Have you ever seen an episode of Criminal Minds? Yeah. Just because it's a girl doesn't mean she's not going to kill you. Okay. Yeah. Matt says, oh, yeah, come on in. I'll grab my cell. And she's like, yes, got invited in. But then she quickly realizes she's stuck at the door because Matt doesn't own this house. Yeah. And then Jeremy approaches as Matt's going to get his phone. And he says, hey, what are you doing here? And she says, courage, Rama. Your friend went to get his phone. And Jeremy says, well, I'm about to take a shower, but you're more than welcome to wait inside. And then she comes in and says, thanks. So she's now been invited in. Yeah, no, they wait on the porch. If someone is coming to borrow a phone, they wait on the porch every fucking time, okay? Yeah, and close the door. Yeah. Then we go back over to the school. Cole and Rebecca push Shane into some kind of like janitor closet. And Shane says, oh my God, Cole and Rebecca Michelson, two members of the original family. This is such a trip. He's like so starstruck. It's like, boy, that's the wrong reaction. He said, you guys are definitely like my third and fourth favorite originals. My first is Finn. He says, oh, do I get to meet Esther? And they're like, what? Rebecca compels him. She says, where's the cure? And he says, huh, compulsion won't work on me. Little trick I picked up in Tibet. Sure. Bill Forbes had ass. Yeah. And Rebecca says, fine, we'll just have to do this the old fashioned way. Beat him until he tells you where to find it. She leaves. Also, I'm obsessed with like he had to use this excuse. Like, why wasn't he just drinking vervain? Yeah. I mean, here's the question. Do you think that's actually why he's impervious to compulsion? Or do you think that's a cover up? I think that's actually why. I think he's learned some ways, like, some mind games out of it. But also, I think if I'm Shane, I know that if I don't tell them, I'm most likely going to get tortured. Why not just pretend to be compelled and give them a fake location? Yeah, that would be the smart move. I think he was like, huh, you can't compel me. I win. And they were like, okay, then we'll beat your, sh- your shit up. Like, And he was like, oh, I should have thought of that. He question. said, oh, actually, I can be compelled. He said, actually, do that again. I was lying to scare you and I don't know why I thought that would scare you but you can compel me now you can compel me now Definitely gonna work it's in Orlando Florida Rebecca returns to the group in the library she says still glued to your seats yeah girly you compelled them she says it is thick with tension here let's spice things up Elena truth or dare Stefan says we're done playing your stupid games Rebecca and she says no the fuck you're not she says absolutely you're not she says truth or dare Elena you're compelled answer Elena picks dare ends up not mattering because yeah I at first I was like it's crazy she picked Dare, but it's like no it's safe to not pick truth with Rebecca but then of course Rebecca's planned for this yeah this is also like such the bitchy thing to do when you're playing truth or dare we all know a girl who does this oh it's such a classic bitch move I love to do this I dare you to tell me who you like yeah she says I dare you to tell Stefan the truth about Damon Karen says seriously that's so against the rules of truth or dare (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Caroline's a purist. And Elena says, being with Damon makes me happy. Nice vague answer. She tried her very best. Yeah. Rebecca, of course, doesn't accept this. Rebecca says, makes you happy? Clowns make you happy, Elena. Dig a little deeper. I wish Elena had been like, actually, I really don't like clowns. And she's like, actually, clowns Just don't make me to happy. to change the subject. <laughs> Elena should have said, if clowns made me happy, I would have been happy to see you. <laughs> that would have got her. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca would have gone and stood in the corner for about 10 She'd minutes. been like... But Elena does instead continue to talk. She says, When I'm with him, it feels unpredictable, like I'm free. And Stefan just has to sit there and listen to this. Stefan's like, Don't you like feeling safe, though? Stefan says, Wasn't I very nice to you, except for the time I tried to drive you off the bridge? <laughs> Don't count that. Except for that one time. Rebecca says, And how do you feel when you're with Stefan? And Caroline says, Oh, stop. <laughs> Caroline's like, no, 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 no. Rebecca says, oh, no, she can't. She's compelled. <laughs> Elena says, well, lately, I feel like I'm a project, a problem that needs to be fixed. I think I make him sad, and I can't be with someone like that because when he looks at me, all he sees is a broken toy. Now, I think this is a fair read. I know you don't. Well, I do think this is a fair read, but also, this is the thing that bugs me. And, you know, this is when I start to turn on Elena a little bit. Mm-hmm you did, when you turned, have a lot of struggles, problems that needed to be fixed. And you enlisted Stefan to fix them. So excuse him for seeing them as problems when you presented them to him as such. And yes, I think I make him sad. You do make him sad. But what makes him sad is that you clearly aren't committed to him. He was sad because she was getting all of her comfort from Damon. The -hmm. reason she made him sad was because she was getting ready to dump him for Damon. And I do get that she feels like a broken toy and I do think that Stefan probably has a bit of a control freak tendency that is another part of this, but I don't think it's totally fair to be like oh Stefan all of a sudden started seeing me as broken girly pop you saw yourself as broken. And you asked Stefan to help. And then when he helped, you're like, he doesn't appreciate I think the turning point with it, because I do think like she needed a lot of help with problems in the beginning. And it's not Stefan's fault that she didn't want to follow his advice because Mm -hmm. she was Cider Damon. But I think her biggest sticking point right now, whether this is fair or not, is that they're like, we just need to fix the cyber bond and cure her. And she's like, hold up. Like, I still feel like these feelings are real. yeah, And so like, feeling like she's being pushed to fix stuff that she doesn't see as problems or to be convinced that she has like more problems than she does, which like she has a lot of issues and she needs some help to deal with them. But I think she always felt like Stefan was like the safe place who just like so cared about her and like loved who she was. And so that shift in their relationship is like, it's not something she's really touching on or I think aware of that that's really what it is. And it just kind of has happened that Damon doesn't make her feel broken because she just does what Damon asks without worrying about it. So, like, there's a lot of complexities. I understand why she's feeling this way, but I do think you make points that she's, like, making it like he's been doing this since the transition. It's like, you did need help. It's tough because Stefan does want the cure to, quote unquote, fix her. Mm -hmm. But he also wants the cure because she wants the cure and she still wants the cure. And I think Stefan is like attaching like an unfair circumstance to the cure that may or may not happen, but she still wants the cure. So it's hard for her to work with him because they both want the cure, but she feels like he wants the cure and that he wants to predict her reaction to taking the cure. And she's worried because she doesn't know how that's going to go. Because he's like still hoping that she'll take the cure. And she'll basically be like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Why did I feel that way about Damon? Delusion. (laughs) Which is delusion. And she's also, you know, I'm sure she's scared that's the situation. Like, she doesn't think that's the situation right now. But what if it is? And what if, like, she has to go back to Stefan being like, I guess you were right. Yeah, sorry I slept with your brother. But she's also worried about, like, well, what, how is Stefan going to react when I take the cure and I'm still in love with Damon? Yeah. Like, so they're just not dealing with it. None of them want to face the reality of their feelings about this. Yeah. Because it's a complicated situation. The only one who's being truthful with his feelings, to be completely honest, is Damon. Mm-hmm. Because Damon knows how he feels, but he knows that it's like not really fair to Elena. Well, and it's easy to be truthful to your feelings when Elena's like, yeah, those feelings rock. Yeah. When your feelings are like finally producing something good for you. Because, I mean, I know I'm a Stefan girl, so whatever. I just feel like. Stefan has given Elena a lot of patience through all her drama. Yeah. Like she used to give him a lot of patience and now I would feel like she's kind of done with the hard work that came with being with Stefan. And she's allowed to feel that way, but it's just like, girl. But that's the thing is like a relationship as it goes on gets harder. Mm-hmm. And so it can feel like she's just like jumping to something easier because she can. Yeah. She's like, I don't know how to be with someone who makes me feel broken. It's like, girl, you're making yourself I, I just think she's projecting a lot onto Stefan, but I also do think Stefan does think those things. Yeah, I think it's a a ba- like it's a combination. Like I do think yeah. Stefan does feel like he can fix her and he can help her. I don't think he's like thinking, you know, consciously I need to fix Elena, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But I think he's seeing it as like, I can help bring her back to who she was. I can save her a little bit. It's this like hero complex. But also I just thought of this. Elena was doing the same ass shit to Stefan when he was like, in the in the first season when she first learned he was addicted to blood and in the second season yeah. in the third season elena had the same ass hero complex with him and he was never like oh she makes me feel broken he was like i understand that i have things i need to work on yeah actually i just realized that for the first time i never thought about that before <laughs> Stefan girls <laughs> Stefan girls yeah i think elena has a lot of her own shit to work out yeah that she honestly is avoiding because she knows Stephanie and Caroline will call her on the shit that she's doing. And like, yeah, sometimes they call her on stuff that feels unfair to, yeah. to her. That like calling her out for like her feelings being fake, like she's never going to respond well to that. Yeah. But there is this level of like, you do need to be held accountable for like what you're doing and what your feelings mean. And you need to think critically about them. And mm-hmm. she's not really open to doing that right now because it's not a fun situation to dig yeah. into your brain like that. There's some dark stuff in there every And she's time. been through a lot of trauma. She's already depressed and traumatized. She doesn't really want to deal with like other emotional trauma that she hasn't addressed. She's yeah. still dealing with grief of like everyone she loves dying. Well, I think it's also this thing that if she's really in love with Damon, then everything that happened, her becoming a vampire, her hurting Stefan, it was all for a reason. Yeah. It was all for like a true love story. And I had to become a vampire to see that blah, blah, blah. So it gives her like some reason why like she had to go through this, Mm -hmm. which I, again, I don't think is conscious, but it gives her something to hold on to and to feel like I'm a new person now. And then that old sad life is done. Now I'm just a happy person in love with my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Like she's trying to circle back to the simplest situation, which it's never going to be simple. Yeah. That's not, that's not how we live in anymore. Miss Elena. Yeah. Anyway, Rebecca says, do you still love Stefan? She says, yes. Rebecca says, are you still in love with Stefan? And she says, no. And Stefan, you know, the tears well up in his eyes. Yeah, he's not loving that. And Rebecca goes up to Stefan and says, did that hurt? Having someone you love drive a dagger through your heart? And Stefan says, go to hell. Stefan says, I wish she would have done an actual dagger, to be completely honest with you. (laughs) Yeah, actually, I would prefer the dagger. (laughs) wish you would let me pick today. And then Rebecca says, did that hurt? And he says, yes, obviously. Obviously. (laughs) Rebecca says, welcome to the last 900 years of my life. Come on, girl. (laughs) Okay, you need to get over it because, Rebecca, a lot of the shit when people hurt you is because you betray them first, okay? (laughs) (laughs) It's also like, Rebecca, (laughs) a lot of the messes you get into is because you fall in love with a guy who... Wants to kill you and then you trust him too much. And then you trust him to not kill you even though that's what he wants to do. Now, that's only your fault. Or you, like, decide you want to oppose Klaus for whatever reason. And then you tell Klaus that. Just leave. (laughs) Don't tell Klaus. What about your brother makes you think he's going to take it well? When you say, actually, I want to hang out with your BFF, Stefan, while you go on the run. Come on, girly. You know, I get... Rebecca's dramatic and I do like Rebecca. Yeah. For the most part which I know is not your feeling about Well her. I on this second watch I like her for the most part as well. I just think it's like girl you gotta move on. I do recognize that this is an overreaction. Yeah. And that she's really glossing over a lot of the bullshit she did to lead to the way people treat her. Yeah. But you know she had to get her revenge back. Okay. Yeah. You know I think it's good for her to do this. She's not really hurting any of them. She's just having a little drama. It's fair for her to come after Stefan. And like I said, it's good that all this stuff is out there. They need to face it. Elena needs to deal with it. And it wasn't Rebecca's intention to help them deal with their feelings. But she did want Stefan to, you know, tear up a little bit. And she got that. Yeah, she nailed it today. Tyler bursts in and Rebecca says, good, you're here. It was just getting depressing. And Tyler says, what the hell is going on? Because they don't look held hostage. They're just kind of sitting and chatting. He's like, are you guys just hanging out? Rebecca says, listen to the rules carefully. Stay in the building. No vamp running in the hallways. And Caroline says, vamp running from what? Rebecca turns to Tyler. Now, Tyler, can you sense you're about to be compelled? Close those eyes. Yeah, I'm closing my eyes. She compels Tyler to turn. And Caroline says, he can't, he'll lose control. And Rebecca says, that's the point. Rebecca's like, didoy. She says, I've exhausted all your knowledge and now I have the professor to help me find the cure. So you guys are just competition. Whoever finds it first gets to decide what to do with it. Use it, share it, destroy it, save it. I want that to be me. And then Tyler says, but me <laughs> must not have thought of this. If I turn, I'll kill them. She says, yeah. She's like, yeah, I want them dead. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Turn. And then she leaves. Turn, please. So we go over to the lake house. Matt does indeed grab his phone. Unfortunately, the pizza girl's inside. She comes upstairs. She's like, hey, you found your phone yet? And then she quickly attacks him. Jeremy luckily walks in. He's not in the shower yet. Imagine if he just took a shower and came down and Matt was was like dead. He'd be like, oh. Oh, oops. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy pulls her off Matt and stakes her in the heart. And then Damon has come in to see just the end of this. And we see the mutt grow a bit then we go back over to the school they're in like a science classroom april's just like hanging out continuing to look for pushpins i guess yeah i guess she's looking through every drawer in the entire school with no pattern seems like she still hasn't found them yeah and bonnie comes in and april says oh my god bonnie how did you know everyone was here bonnie says who's everyone i came to find shane Yeah. and april says did you do like a gps magic locator spell or something rebecca told me you're a witch bonnie says rebecca what the hell is going (laughs) Bonnie's like rebecca's up and april says rebecca has stephanie and and caroline compelled she's getting them to actually tell the truth for a change girl dial back that confidence and bonnie's like i'm not even gonna touch that bonnie's (laughs) like i'm not even responding to that comment to that insanity that you're bringing up (laughs) and bonnie goes to like walk around and april's like what and bonnie's like shane can't be compelled she's happily gonna torture him to find out what he knows and April says, what is she looking for? You didn't think to ask that? Bonnie says, I need salt. And April really quickly says, like, oh, I just saw some. I'll grab some. Yeah, so now she knows where salt is, but no fucking pushpin. <laughs> where is your loyalty? I thought you were on Rebecca's side. All of a sudden, you're helping Bonnie? Pick one. Whoever's in front of her is her best friend. Bonnie pours some salt into some cups. And she says, I have this pendant. It's going to connect me to Shane. I can do a protection spell. April watches. Bonnie holds the pendant. She does a little spell. Fire comes up. And April freaks because there's a bunch of fire coming out of the salt. This is the first spell April has seen that she remembers, at least. Yeah. Then we go back over to the janitor's closet. Cole says, where is the cure? And then holds Shane's head underwater for a second. And Rebecca comes in to see the torture. In the classroom, April is like subtly coughing when Shane's underwater, but it doesn't take long to figure out what's going on. We go back to the closet and Rebecca says to Shane, you're human. Why do you want it anyway? A question everyone should have been asking weeks ago. Yeah, it's weird. And Shane says, that's the beauty of this. You can have it. I just want Silas. And Cole says, no. Cole says, whoa, 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 whoa. He says, what do you know about Silas? And Shane says, he's the world's first immortal being. He just happens to be imprisoned with the cure. I want to free him. And this was pretty much what you guessed. Yeah, this was right on even though you could not quite connect the cure, but we found out recently, or it was implied recently that the cure was buried with they Silas. They told us last week that the yeah, cure was with Silas. I thought they told us, but this is another explicit reminder. But you did assume he wants to free Silas. Cole says, nope, and pushes Shane back underwater. Yeah, We go to the classroom, and April continues to cough. Bonnie can't help but notice. Bonnie's like, can you shut up? And then she starts to cough up water as Shane continues to be submerged. And so back in the closet, Shane like taps Cole and Rebecca says, stop. And Cole pulls Shane up. April catches her breath. In the closet, Rebecca says, he's of no use to us dead. And Cole says, did you hear what he said? Silas will kill us all, sister. And Rebecca says, Silas does not exist. He's a fairy tale made up to scare children into eating vegetables. Shane says, Silas is very real. I know where he's buried and soon we'll have the spell that wakes him. So this is an interesting complication because- we have to assume that originals know more than everyone else just because they've been alive longer. Yeah. But Rebecca seems convinced that Silas is not real, yet Cole does. What do you make of that? I mean, I guess I feel like it's similar to when they didn't really know Klaus and they were like, Oh, I've heard of Klaus, but I don't know that he's real. Mm-hmm. That it's like and I think it's, you know, useful for a bunch of vampires to be like, there's this immortal guy who will kill all of you because you shouldn't be immortal or like force feed them the cure or something. Because we have to imagine there's a reason he's buried with the cure. Like it's not just a coincidence those two are together. That's a great point. Do you have any ideas why he's buried with the cure? I think just that um, since he's the first immortal being, they wanted him to not be immortal. So if, you know, they get into... Where he is, they wanted an option to be able to like kill him. Which I brought up previously that like taking the cure, like do you just die immediately because you've already been alive longer than you should? That kind why of why do you think they would want him to take the cure? And if so, why was he even buried immortally with it? Why wouldn't he have already taken it? Maybe he's not awake. I guess why? Yeah, well, he would have probably taken it if he could. I think they would want him to die, and that's why they would want him to take the cure. Like that, that would have to be connected. Yeah, but then you would think, why didn't they make him? Yeah. And who's they? And who's they? Yeah, who locked him up? Great well, questions. don't we know? We kind of know. ketsia maybe locked him up. Yeah, yeah, it's been implied to us. That's been implied. Or that's the information we've been told so far. I mean, we don't know all the details. Yeah. But so it's interesting that the people who are, I mean, we have to assume based on this pendant that Katsia used expression. So it wasn't like within nature's bounds. Sure. Maybe it wasn't within nature's bounds for her to kill an immortal being, although Shouldn't have been within the bounds to make it a mortal being. <laughs> so, so there you have it. Or maybe the cure itself comes like it has to be combined with Silas, like maybe because he's the first mortal being, since we know the cure is really a cure for immortality, is that you have to like have Silas administer it or something, or maybe he has to take it first for, other- for it to take effect. Or maybe you need like his blood or something. Maybe his blood is the cure. That's a great guess. Or maybe the cure is just a hat he's wearing in the grave. (laughs) Maybe Silas is real and the cure isn't. Maybe the cure is real and Silas isn't. Or maybe the cure and Silas are one and the same. I mean, we have to assume that, you know, the originals created a big lie to get people to look for the moonstone, to break the curse of the sun and the moon. Why wouldn't someone else create something for them to open that tomb? Yeah. And I think if only one is real, it ain't the cure. Because the cure is something that people would hunt for for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. And it's just so it just so happens to be conveniently buried with someone who would kill all of you. Interesting. Do you think there's a way to get the cure without like waking Silas? I'm assuming they're sealed together. So it's a matter of like, is he just laying there, waiting for the box to open, or is he like somehow desiccated? I mean, we don't have any yeah, like evidence that he's a vampire or anything but maybe there is some version of desiccation because he's been in a box for like a thousand years Mm -hmm. like 2000 so he may just be asleep when you you get it like he might just be taking a nap when you open the box just open it quietly tbd we'll see we'll see cole says you're lying you can't get to him without his shane says tombstone dozens to die in a blood sacrifice believe me i know i've done it those massacres are a pain to engineer And Rebecca says, you're the one who got the council blown up. And Shane says, it was a noble sacrifice and temporary. Because once I raise Silas, Silas will raise the dead. Bring back every last soul who died on his behalf. And bang. And you did guess this, but I do want to bring up something here. That this is not relevant to Alaric. Yeah, that does not imply that Alaric's coming back. Because Alaric did not die on Silas's behalf. Yeah. I I, don't worry. I thought of that. (laughs) I (laughs) understand. That was a real chink in your armor. (laughs) Yeah. I had to throw Alaric in. I think also this is a, you know, I'm just saying people dying on his behalf that conveniently come back when he wakes up. That's an awful convenient thing to believe. So you think the council's not coming back? I think they could, but I also would not be shocked if this was a lie. Sure. It's a lot easier to get people to die if they think they're coming back in like three months. Ain't that the truth? Cole says, nope, and stabs Shane. Yeah, Cole's like, "Mm, we're not even having this conversation. We're not discussing it. And then- we can see the wound appear on April in the classroom. And then in the closet, we see Shane fall over and appears to die. Yeah. But April continues to suffer. She's still alive. when We leave. we go over to the library. Tyler is screaming and throwing things, saying like, he can fight this. All of a sudden, turning is painful again, I guess. <laughs> that is a plot hole we will never let go of. We- we're told that hybrids have to beat the pain of turning. And then every time they turn, it's like, okay, what's with the drama? I thought you figured it out. I guess it's like they haven't done it in a while. So they're just not as used to it. Yeah. Steph and Elena and Caroline watch as he's doing this. And Tyler says, get out. Tyler's like, leave. And then they do. Tyler turns and we see eyes, teeth, blah, blah, blah. The door doesn't hold him and he breaks out. Caroline, Stefan and Elena, they run in the hallways, but they're running regular because they can't vamp run and Stefan and Elena run one way and Caroline runs the other. It's like, is that really the smartest thing? I know they didn't have a ton of time to think. (laughs) Caroline said, I'm not running with you two. I'm going to do my own thing. (laughs) Caroline you're both going to be mad at me right now. I really don't. You'll both push me in front to get bit first. She's like, I don't really need to talk about this with you guys. And also, I'm kind of worried Stefan might kill himself today and I don't need to be there for. Yeah. Well, and honestly, if I'm Caroline, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Yes, I'm worried about being bit by Tyler. But if I'm Stefan Elena or Caroline, I would be like, Caroline should get bit first. Klaus is going to save her. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to say it, but... (laughs) And also Caroline, like, can potentially talk Tyler down. Now, how successful that would be is a question, but she's done it before. And who knows what Tyler's subconscious is saying, but I'm guessing if he has the choice between chasing Caroline and Stefan and Elena, he'll probably chase Stefan and Elena first, which he does. Yeah. Caroline's playing chess, not checkers. Yeah, Caroline's like, I'm not going to be involved in this today. I'm not doing that. Stefan and Elena barricade a door with an axe, but Tyler is strong. He starts to break it. Elena breaks a locker door off, tries to barricade with that. That also doesn't help. They push the door closed, but eventually Tyler like stops and they stare at each other. We go back into the closet. Cole says to Rebecca, you should be thanking me. And Rebecca says, you killed my only chance at finding the cure. And Cole says, Silas on the loose would be hell on earth. And frankly, sister, I don't think you can handle it. And then he holds up the white oak stake which Rebecca just took from Caroline. Now, girly, you got to keep better track of that. And Rebecca says, how'd you get that? And Cole says, way too easily. Yeah, he's like, he just left it next to you, okay? <laughs> and then he leaves and she follows. And they leave Shane's dead body in the closet. He immediately wakes up. He seems pretty surprised to be waking up. He pulls out the weapon, then he connects the dots. He's like, oh, Bonnie. He was like, that paid off big time. He said, slay me for that one. (laughs) Uh, We go back to the classroom. Bonnie calls for help because April is passed out on the verge of death. Elena comes in with Stefan and they're like, oh my God, what happened? And Bonnie says, I did a protection spell, but the gag is I accidentally linked Shane to April. Yeah, she's like, something got mixed up. No, that was the point of the spell, mama. That was very much, just because you didn't know about it doesn't mean that's not what the spell was going to do. Do you think any time she does an expression spell, it's going to have an effect on humans like this? I think any sort of protection, like if you're stopping someone from dying, then it needs to take a human life, I think. Like, I don't think every time she like gives someone an aneurysm, there's going to be a random person getting an aneurysm. (laughs) Just the closest human. Yeah, like pushing daisies. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Matt better stay away from her. But I think like any sort of protection or big spell might need something yeah might need some power from somewhere because it's certainly not getting it from nature sure elena says you couldn't control it and stefan feeds april some vampire blood instead of running his little mouth he actually saves her yeah and bonnie says i didn't even know i was doing it usually i feel pain or bleed but this time i just felt more power red flag bonnie not a good sign miss mama not a good sign april wakes up She's scared. And Stefan says, hey, you're okay. You're okay. And then he says, hey, Bonnie, get her out of the school. But be careful because Tyler's out there. And he turned. And Bonnie says, well, what about you guys? And Elena says, we can't leave. Rebecca compelled us. Stefan says, just go. We'll deal with her later. Bonnie and April leave. And Stefan locks himself and Elena in. And Elena's like, okay, here I go. I'm going to win him over. She says, Stefan. And he says, no. (laughs) Please don't. She says, we have to talk about this, please. And Stefan says, talk about what? How many more ways are there for you to rip my heart out? Like, you do not have to talk about this right now. Yeah, he's heard enough today. Give him a day. Yeah. Elena says, I'm sorry. And Stefan says, sorry that it happened or sorry I found out. And she says, sorry about all of it. But mostly the second one. (laughs) Because here's the thing. Elena did not mean to hurt him. And I get that. But girl, you did have sex with Dam- with his brother the day after you dumped him. Like, yeah, girl, you should have slowed that train down a little bit because you knew that you would have to tell him about this eventually. Or at least if you and Damon wanted to continue to hang out and have sex, then yeah, he would, you know, figure it out. It's just she never wanted to hurt him i respect that but obviously this was gonna hurt him yeah and she knew it when she was doing it and that's fine she was just being selfish and that's okay people are allowed to be selfish yeah but like you don't get to be mad at stefan for being angry about this yeah you gotta accept that he might not want to talk to you for a minute yeah rebecca comes in she says why are my least favorite people always the most durable because we're the main characters sweetie yeah because mama we're the ones writing the vampire diaries Then we go into the gym. Caroline finds Tyler. He's human again. He's curled up in fetal position, naked. She covers him up with like a tablecloth. She holds him. She kisses his head. He says, I'm so sorry. She's like, it's not your fault. He says, yes, this whole thing, it's all my fault. She says, no. And Tyler says, I should have saved her. And he cries. Obviously, it's about his mom. He's finally like dealing with some of those emotions. It is truly sad that as soon as he like went back to being a human, he just went and laid by his mom's memorial. Yeah. Or he like ran up to his mom's memorial and it like shifted him back or something. Mm -hmm. And it is sad because, you know, in hindsight, because of the way he handled the hybrids, Klaus killed his mom, but that doesn't make it his fault. Yeah. And there's nothing he could have done. He couldn't have known, but it's just sad. Because he thought that they were all on the same page, but Haley had her own plan. Yeah. He couldn't have seen that coming. He just got taken advantage of and it Mm -hmm. just ended bad for him. And he feels stupid and he should feel stupid to be honest. (laughs) But he shouldn't feel feel responsible. (laughs) He didn't get manipulated. Oh, how sweet of you. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm a little hurt. It's a (laughs) little hurt on Tyler. He couldn't have known. I mean, the thing is, you have to stay on Haley. She executed this flawlessly. Yeah. The way she was able to gain Tyler's like unequivocal trust by coaching him through breaking the sire bond. Mm -hmm. And then was able to betray him so suddenly and everything. It's like chef's kiss manipulation. And he that hurt him. Yeah, that's hard. He just had no idea the way he was being manipulated and he couldn't have. Yeah. But Haley got him. So we go to the hallway. Stefan says to Rebecca, leave her out of this. This is between me and you. And Rebecca says, you're still protecting her. Must I rip your bleeding heart from your chest and show you the scar tissue that is Elena Gilbert? He says, please. He says, I wouldn't be mad if you did. (laughs) She says, there's a solution to all your problems, you know. I could compel him, erase every memory he has of you. Every day you've spent together, every kiss, every lie, every ounce of pain, I can take away every bit of love he has for you. Give you both a clean slate. Just say the word and I'll make you and all the misery you've caused him disappear. Logistically, how would this work? She would just say, forget about stuff. About no, but logistically, Elena. like in the aftermath, like, yeah, Elena would come over to hang out with Damon. So I'd be like, oh, who's this? Catherine? would <laughs> be like, oh, my God, we're so we're so behind. But of course, Stefan is not worried about the logistics because he's like, I feel like shit, please do it. And Rebecca's not worried about the logistics because she's playing a little joke. Yeah. Stefan says, do it. And Rebecca says, excuse me. And Stefan says, erase my memories. And Elena says, Stefan, no. I want to be the main character. It's like, Stefan, you still need to be in love with me even if I'm not in love with you. (laughs) Please cry over me a little bit more. Rebecca laughs and says, that would be far too easy. And Stefan's like, I don't know. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, Stefan's like, I shouldn't have fallen for that. That was pretty much a layup. (laughs) (laughs) It was the easiest trick in the book. She says, I refuse to make you forget her the way Klaus made you forget me. Girl, you're assigning yourself a lot of importance It seems like she's convinced that Klaus like compelled Stefan to like forget about Rebecca. No, girl, he just didn't care about you that much. Poor Rebecca. The worst part is, is like at this point, Klaus has made Stefan remember all of the 20s. Yeah. And Stefan still doesn't like you. So what does that say, Rebecca? It's like, Rebecca, he just doesn't, he just doesn't care about you. I hate to say it. She said, I won't hear that and I won't respond to it. (laughs) Yeah. But Rebecca turns to Elena and says, at least now you know how he truly feels. And then she turns back to Stefan and says, consider your eternity of pain, my revenge. I've used you for all your worth. So now you're all free to go. She leaves them. Stefan and Elena stare like sadly at each other. Cause what an emotional day. Yeah, Cause what a day they've gone through. And Elena says, Stefan, wait, he doesn't. He says, I'm not going to talk to you. He says, haven't we spoken enough today? He's like, I've really heard enough from you for at least a week. He said, it has been about three hours. Since I had my last whiskey and that is far too long. Yeah. Please don't come to the grill. I'm begging you. Go to another restaurant. I know there's no other restaurants in town. Go out of town. Yeah. He starts to leave. She follows, but he doesn't turn back. And eventually she does let him go, which she should give him a minute. Then we go over to Shane's office. He's getting all cleaned up after, you know, being stabbed to death. (laughs) And Bonnie comes in and he says, it turns out I miscalculated. Cole is going to be a problem. And Bonnie says, I almost killed someone, and that's what you miscalculated? April could have died today. He's like, no, that wasn't a miscalculation. I purposely left that out. Shane says, I really don't care about April. I really don't give a fuck. What makes you think I care about April? I killed her dad. Who's April? You mean Elena? Isn't her name Elena? (laughs) Shane says, oh, that's only because you didn't know the extent of your abilities. And Bonnie says, my father just became mayor. I can't be doing black magic. And Shane says, that's not what expression is. He's like, it's not about magic. It's got a whole different name. Bonnie says, well, then what is it? And Shane says, it's a way of doing magic that isn't monitored by nature or the spirits. It isn't good or bad, but it also has no limits. So how you use it is up to you. And I'm here to help you. If it's not bound by anything and has no limits, it's bad. And also it's like, what is it? So he's answering her question by being like, oh, you know, it's not inherently good or bad. He's leaving out a big part of it in that it is inherently based in human sacrifice. Yeah, he's he does a good job of spinning this of like, it's not dark magic. You just didn't know how powerful you were, but you can control it. No, she still has to like draw on sacrifices. And she's just like, OK, I guess it was just a, a hiccup that I accidentally almost killed April. The thing about Shane is he knows how to spin shit. He is a wordsmith. Yeah. He says, I'm here to help you. You are the key to everything. I'm not going to let anything bad happen to you. Your friends, on the other hand, I could give a shit about. Yeah. Then we go out to the woods. Damon is burying the pizza girl and he gets a call from Elena. And he says, hope your day is better than mine. Gotta say I'm liking the odds. And she says, you shouldn't like the odds. Stefan knows about <laughs> us. And Damon says, oh, how do you take it? And Elena says, how do you think? <laughs> Damon says, you know, I'm thinking for the first time all week. I'm happy to be at Camp Nowhere. And she says, how's Jeremy? And Damon says, well, that depends on how much you trust me. She says, well, you know, I trust you. I'm sired. Come on. He says, then I think he's going to get through this just fine. And Elena says, thanks for looking out for him. And Damon says, I told them if they were good, I'd buy them both ice cream. So I got to go. Elena says, not yet. Something happened today. I realized something about us. And you can say it's the sire bond. And you know what? Maybe it is. But I'm telling you, it's the most real thing I've ever felt in my life. I love you, Damon. I love you. And Damon is so happy. I know. This is a very cute Delena scene. To be honest, I think I'm making fun of Delena more than is fair. I'm not appreciating Delena enough. This is a really cute Delena scene. The song is great. It's just it's hard to know what Elena is really reacting to it's hard to be on the Delena train with the sire bond so even the most committed Delena stan is like mm, i don't think i should support this at this time yeah i'm not sure it's the right thing That's so it's hard to be like it. ooh, because no matter what it's like eh. it's sweet to see how damon is reacting to this so i'm enjoying like damon softening up to it but when elena says it i'm like i don't think you know i'm like i'm not sure i trust you yeah and then he says, look, I'm going to get this cure for you. And I'm going to have to do things you're not going to like. But listen carefully. Get in your car right now. Come to me. And she says, I'll be there soon. Does it not sound like someone trying to break the sire bond. I do think asking him to break the sire bond is unfair. But he's not even trying. And guys, keep an eye on Elena. Don't let her drive to see Damon. Literally. Damon like looks up at the sky. He smiles. It's very sweet. Then we go over to the Salvatore house. Rebecca comes in and Stefan says, please let yourself in. And she says, you called me. Should I be checking for hidden daggers? (laughs) Yes. Probably given your track record. Couldn't hurt. (laughs) He says, you still want to find the cure? And she says, more than anything. And she tells us her motivation for the finding the cure. She says, I want to ram it down Niklaus's throat and look into his eyes as he realizes he's mortal again. But Shane's dead and you're useless. So I'm right back to where I started. And then Stefan says, Shane's not dead. He tells this right out. Yeah, he just he's like, I got to give her something to believe in because I need a teammate. I don't like anybody else right now. (laughs) Rebecca says, I watched Cole impale him. Stefan says, well, you probably shouldn't have left him alone. Bonnie did a little spell. He's perfectly fine. Rebecca's immediately suspicious, as she should be. This is good Mm -hmm. on Rebecca. She says, you didn't have to tell me that. Why am I really here? Yeah, she's like, why would you tell me that? That seems like something you should keep to yourself. Yeah. And Stefan says, you were right. I'm going to be here for an eternity and I will go insane if I don't know how Elena truly feels about my brother. Deep down, you do know King, but that's fine. Tell yourself what you need to tell yourself. Yeah. So now his motivation to find the cure is like, I just need to know if this is real or not. He's like, I would like her to come back to me. I would like to get the right answer, but now I just don't know anymore. (laughs) It's like, I just want to hear it. Rebecca says, if you really want the cure, you should know. Shane has an agenda and it's a dark one. He said he organized dozens of people to die in sacrifice. He admitted to the council explosion where 12 people died. And I'm guessing it's not a coincidence that 12 hybrids died at the hand of my brother. Great thinking. Finally, a queen using her brain. And then Stefan all of a sudden is like, 12, where did I hear the number 12 before? (laughs) And then he remembers, he says, channeling the energy from a mass death is used in witchcraft to perform dark spells. It's called expression. And then he says, Shane admitted all of this to you? And she says proudly. Yeah, because he thought he was eating. Because Shane, honestly, would rather team up with the originals than some random vampires. Yeah. He's like, I love the originals. He's a groupie. He wants to meet Klaus. Yeah. He's like, if I get to meet Klaus and Elijah, I'll do what you guys want. Stefan says, I guess we're going to have to figure out how to manage him while we find the cure for ourselves. And Rebecca says, we, there's no we, Stefan. And Stefan says, I hate my brother. You hate yours. Kind of different reasons. Yeah. And Stefan says, but Damon has Jeremy. Klaus has the sword. Shane has Bonnie. You and I are the only ones left with nothing. You said it yourself. Whoever finds the cure first gets to decide what to do with it. So what do you say, partners? And it's not like Rebecca planned on this happening, but she really tore Stefan down and now gets the chance to build him back up again. This fell right into her lap. Yeah, Rebecca Slade. This maneuver she did today, a little bit immature Mm -hmm. and a little bit amateur. But it still paid off. But yet- I think this is actually something that's a useful lesson for Rebecca. Sometimes the simplest solution is the best. That's what Klaus is good at. Yeah. Klaus doesn't waste time coming up with the most psychological torture he can come up with. He just kills your family. Yeah. Rebecca's always like, oh, how can I get Elena to be my friend? Girl, just be a bitch. (laughs) Just be a huge bitch to her and just, you know. Drive a wedge between her and Stefan. Lucky Mm -hmm. for her, that wedge was already there. She just had to do a couple taps. Yeah. Didn't take much today, which is good because Rebecca's not really like a mastermind. Like she Mm -hmm. can't do that much without it coming back to bite her. She lucked into a lot today. Yeah, today the timing of everything was so rough with Stefan and Elena that they could not even get the energy to come back at her. Mm -hmm. She got lucky in a lot of ways today, but she also did good Mm -hmm. work with what she was given. Then we go over to the grill. April is talking. We don't see right away who she's talking to, but we reveal it's the new mayor and Liz. She says, my dad didn't want to kill himself or kill other people. He loved me and Mystic Falls. He was brainwashed by Professor Shane who organized his death and the 11 others. It's time this entire town started telling the truth. Now, dangerous game for Shane because you're not from Mystic Falls, buddy. They might actually lock you up. Then we go to some dive bar. Assume, we have to assume it's near the lake house. It's called Xanadu, but it's spelled Z-A-N-A-D-E-W. Love. Yeah, the spelling, I don't know if there's a joke I'm missing. I think it's just a joke that it's not how you spell Xanadu. And I think maybe <laughs> dew like dew drops. I don't know. I would go to this bar. If I saw this bar on the road, I'd go in. I mean, I'd pull over. Yeah, I would have gotten killed today. Yeah, I would be a vampire by now. You <laughs> know, I'm the pizza girl. I got my big tip and I went straight here. Yeah, <laughs> I blacked out at Xanadu and I woke, I came to and I'm a vampire. Yeah. Jeremy, Matt and Damon come in and they see a bunch of dead bodies. So that's a bad sign. And then they see Klaus at the bar just drinking. And Klaus says, I was worried you boys wouldn't be able to find the place. And Matt says, did you kill all these people? Now Matt. Matt, what a stupid waste of a question. But Klaus answers it kindly. He says, not exactly. They're in transition. Killing them is your job. And Jeremy looks at Damon and he says, you said you were going to convince Klaus to do this another way. And Damon's like, well, I didn't. Damon says, yeah, I thought about it. I realized his idea was better. And it's clear now why Matt is here. They need some human blood. (laughs) Because I was like, what's Matt doing here? Why'd they bring him with? And it's like, oh. Yeah. Klaus cheerses, Jeremy panics, and the bodies start waking up. And that's where we end the episode. With some like jazz playing too. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. So do you think this plan is going to go good. That basically these people will wake up, Jamie will kill them all, we'll complete the Merc next episode. I think so. I mean, I think it's hard to screw this one up. It's not impossible. I think maybe this might not be enough vampires to have a full Merc. But we also know that Shane supposedly knows where this is too. So it's kind of like, do we need the Merc question? But the Merc has oh, the, the spell. Oh, the Merc has the spell. Yes. I always forget that. I mean, I think we're going to have a lot of dead vampires. So with that in mind, when do you think we will find the cure? I mean, it's seeming like, I would say within five episodes. Okay. I would have long ago guessed the finale, but I think we got some other shit to deal with because once they find the cure, I'm sure they're going to have to go through, uh, I was going to say the Silas chapter, but we're in the Silas chapter. Yeah. So maybe even sooner than within five episodes because I think that box is getting opened. You said you thought it would take longer to find the cure. I also thought that when I first saw this season. If we do, in fact, find the cure within the next five episodes... Where do we go from there? Like, what's our next big conflict? If we deal with the Silas thing in the next five episodes, like what's based on what we've learned in the beginning of this season? What conflicts do you think we're setting up for the second half of the season? I think one of the big questions is what exactly is the cure? What form does it take? Does it work? Mm -hmm. I'm guessing there are more drawbacks than benefits. Um, Because I don't foresee any of these people going back to mortal, including Miss Elena. Mm -hmm. The other thing that if they get the cure and they get Silas up, which I feel like you, if you're doing one, you're doing both, Mm -hmm. you know, then the next conflict is we got a whole nother fucking council militia rising from the dead. Great point. And then of course, I think Bonnie's going to have some issues. If she does indeed do this spell to open it, you know, there's a level of power that will come from that with expression That Mm -hmm. is a dangerous game. And I do think, you know, I said recently that one of the people that we could see come back is Sheila. And I think even though we, you know, we know he's only bringing back people who died for his cause. It's potential that she died for his cause too tangentially because it's potential she had been, you know, connected with Shane. Mm -hmm. And was trying to stop the vampires to stop the need for wanting a cure or Mm -hmm. something like that. So I'm just throwing that out. It is also unclear so far what Silas's cause truly is. We still don't know a lot of the background about Silas. Yeah. We only know a very vague story Shane has told, and we don't know how reliable that is, et cetera. And it's also a question of like, yes, potentially Silas, when he wakes up, has the ability to bring back everyone who died in service of him. That doesn't mean he's going to. Mm. And it may be that he has a further reach into The other side, the afterlife, than just the people connected to him. I think we talked about this already a little. Mm -hmm. Do you think Cole is right to be scared of Silas? Probably. I mean, I think the fear is it's not really useful to kill people if they come back and are Mm -hmm. mad about it. And also that if there's a cure for immortality, that's a quick way to take away their power. Which Cole, I get the sense, is one who really likes being immortal. Who likes being an original. Yeah, would not like to take that cure. Sure. But I think he's more afraid of, like, death or taking away his abilities rather than anything else. Sure. So that brings us to the end of the episode. As always, if you are enjoying Doppelgangers and or The Vampire Diaries, you can tell your friends and give us five stars reading a review on Apple and Spotify podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. But that's it for this week. Until next week, goodbye, brother. Bye, brother.